This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray, a member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. Welcome to Warrior Watch. This is Pastor Callie on BPN Radio. We're so excited to have you with us today. I'm excited about my guest today. I have an amazing woman of God by the name of Ann Hammock who is going to really give her testimony uh, about restoration of all things. So I'm excited for you to get to know her, hear her story, and I know God is going to do something in your life today. I also want to give you the opportunity and tell you right off the bat that BPN Radio is, an, I believe, a mandate from the Lord, and it's an end-time ministry that God is raising up to equip the body of Christ and rally men and women of God across America to pray. So I want to encourage you, if if this is your first time listening, I hope you totally enjoy it and take the time to listen to more programs. But I also want to encourage you to get involved in supporting BPN Radio. Prophet Dale Gentry, Pastor Dale Gentry, Man of God Dale Gentry, him and his wife, Jean, have served the Lord since they were very young teenagers um, amazing man of God and an amazing call of God on his life. Uh, one of the most praying men I know. And so I want to just encourage you to pray about getting involved. We're so excited to be a part of that. I also want to take the time to tell you that this program will not only air to, today, right now, but will air tonight at s- 7 o'clock. So we want you to uh, be sure and tell your friends and invite them in. Also, I wanted to give you the opportunity to um, you know, keep in touch with what we're doing at warrior-chicks.com. Miss Ann is going to have a blog that actually just hit our website and our Facebook today about restoration in, and maybe even a little different viewpoint of what we're going to talk about today. So I want to give you the opportunity to go there and check that out and find out more about her as well. Um, Ann, I love you so much. I had the privilege of uh, meeting her uh, at a at a meeting, uh, um, an actual Warrior Chicks meeting. I think I met her one time prior, at a, a at an event for women. But I just lo- absolutely loved and spirit and heart. I could see such a true woman of God and such a humble heart and a real heart for Jesus. And I'm so excited about having you here with us today to talk about restoration of all things. Will you just uh, take some time, Miss Ann, and give um, a little bit of your background? I know you and your husband have pastored pro- uh, predominantly most of your life, and I know that you also have a very successful health and wellness business, but can you talk to me a little bit about your past and, and you know, who, who you guys are, and then the uh, family and financial restoration that, that uh, your testimony so beautifully displays? Uh, I will be glad to. And Pastor Kelly, I first want to just honor you and tell you that um, you probably do not even realize the impact that you have made in my life over the last year. I actually 
um, really got to meet you last summer at an event where you spoke a word over my husband and I and um, really just gave us hope in a situation that had felt hopeless for so many years. And from the time you spoke that word, it was just about 30 days that our son, he just came home, he got his life together. And so, you know, that just began something very special in my heart towards you. And then to have the true privilege that that moment now developed into not just a friendship, but honestly, I feel like um, God has placed you as just a, a light and a mentor in my life. Thank and so, you, sweetheart. What a I honor you for that and, and just enjoy every minute I get with you. And then also, you know, even before I share my testimony, I have to just honor my precious Lord and Savior and yes. everything that I share today, every bit of glory goes to him because I know every good and perfect gift comes from the father. And so I look back over, um, my husband and I will celebrate 22 years of marriage in December. And I, I sit here today, just every day I wake up overwhelmed with the mercy, the grace and the goodness of God. Yes. Because 22 years ago, um, our lives didn't look like they did the, like they do today. And I always think of that scripture, beauty for ashes. Yes. Because yes. that is what Jesus has done. And so um, actually our journey began. My husband has pastored all of his life. Now I'm going to give you a little bit of background on my husband. So um, he was that guy in high school. I didn't know him, but he tells me that he was that 15-year-old who was already reading books about marriage. He loved the Lord. He never had a rebellious day in his life. Wow. And all he ever dreamed of was to be an incredible husband, incredible father, and pursue the Lord and serve in ministry. Wow. And so that's the way he grew up. And he ended up um, getting out of Bible uh, college and youth pastor and pastor and um, actually got married in his early 20s and had three beautiful children, Faith, Rebecca, and Jonathan, and pastored. Um, but several years, about 16 years into that marriage, um, he was served divorce papers at his church office. And my husband just talks about how he went back and laid on the floor and, and just thought, you know, everything I've ever dreamed about, everything I've worked for, everything I've ever wanted is destroyed. Um, you know, so when I actually came into his life. My husband was a single father. He was raising three children. And so when we got married, um, I got to be the mom of a 15, 13 and 11 year old. And oh, the, wow. <laughs> wow. And the 15 and the 13 year old were girls. And, um, you know, so loved those children. And but we began a journey that was not easy. Right. And, um, you know, divorce is never easy, obviously, but the, the children were older and now they're in their teenage years. And, and it just was a very trying time for them. So we went through about three years where I, you know, when I share with people, I say, I think as parents, we've gotten every phone call that you can imagine. Wow. wow. Uh, we've gotten the phone call, you know, you need to, Mr. Hammock, you need to come pick your daughter up from um, juvenile and Mr. Hammock, your daughter's been arrested and, and dad, I'm pregnant. And I mean, we've gotten all the phone calls and yet there was always hope, right? Because the scripture tells us in Isaiah that he is going 
to give us back what has been stolen. I love Isaiah 61, 7, Callie. Yes. It says, instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of your disgrace, you'll rejoice Ooh. in your inheritance. So I like to tell my husband I'm his double portion. <laughs> you are his double portion. That's a fact. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. We'll get to the health restoration in a minute. But I did not say that when I was at 250. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You said that when you were back really skinny again, huh? <laughs> oh, but, um, you know, so the Lord began to restore our girls. Their lives just completely changed about three years into our marriage. I remember Tommy Barnett, who is um, a pastor out in Phoenix, has the Dream Center. And, and he actually came to our local church and he was raising funds for a wing of the Dream Center in L.A., and here's what he said. He said, I want you to plant a seed into the lives of a, of a teenager, a rebellious teenager who will walk into the Dream Center. And my husband and I had $1,200 to our name at that point. Wow. Our kids were rebellious. And to sponsor a room and put your name on the door of a room, um, it was $1,200. And the Spirit of God told us to plant that seed. Wow. But we asked them, don't put our names on it, but will you put the names of our children? Faith, Rebecca, and Jonathan. And we believed that what we would do and sow into somebody else, we just trusted Jesus. And we began to pray agreement prayers. And in 90 days, both of our girls were home. They had given their life to the Lord, and their entire lives were restored. Wow. And that just, it put us on this journey. And but and then fast, um, a few years later, our, we had our daughter, Bailey. Bailey just turned 20. And after um, we had Bailey, I just thought, you know what? I believe the Lord can restore every part of our lives. And so when I had Bailey, I prayed and I asked Jesus, I said, would you give us a child that would restore all the things that were ever stolen from my husband? <laughs> Let him experience those things with this child that were robbed from him. And I and Bailey was born and was such a gift and has been now serves as a full-time missionary. What a but blessing. three years after I was, I had Bailey, I thought, you know what? Dusty didn't just have a, have girls. He also had a son and our son went through a lot of medical issues and, um, the enemy really tried to destroy his life. And so I asked the Lord, I said, I want to I want to have a son. I want my husband to experience hunting and fishing and sports and the things he wasn't able to enjoy. And so I told Dusty, I said, I want to have a, another baby and I want to have a son. And we prayed and we asked the Lord to give us a son. And now this might be over sharing. You might have to edit this. Pastor no, Kelly, no, but... <laughs> no, no, you, don't, you just go for it, girl. <laughs> but I conceived a child that very night that we prayed that prayer. Wonderful. And we birthed a son. We named him Jaden because it means God has heard. And so here I am 22 years later. I have six grandbabies. I have a full-time missionary daughter that loves Jesus. All my kids serve the Lord. My son it just turned 16 years old. And Pastor Callie, um, the last time you and I were together, you actually spoke a word over Jaden. And you don't know Jaden at all. Um, but my son is more the, the quiet type. He's not going to, you know, bust up in a room. Now, once he gets to know you, he's got the biggest heart, I think, of anybody 
that I know, but my my two children, Bailey and Jaden, are polar opposites. If Bailey walks in, you're gonna know it. <laughs> <laughs> She's got all the room. A, yes, yes. Um, but you said this the last time we were together. You said your son is going to preach the gospel. And honestly, Callie, inside of me, I, I just kind of thought, <laughs> oh my goodness, because that's out of his character. And um, I came home from that, and within just a few days, he came and said um, he attends a church, and so his youth pastor, obviously attends a church, but his youth pastor, um, Pastor Heath, he said, Pastor Heath's going to be out of town, and he asked me to preach. Wow. And so my son is preaching to his youth group next Wednesday Isn't night. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. Yeah, you know, the Lord, the Lord can take some of the people, you know, we get preconceived ideas sometimes, even with our own children about what they're going to do or what they're going to be or whatever. But, you know, when a, when a mandate and a call of God is on your life, it doesn't, you know, I've watched really shy people get under the anointing and get and, under a call of God and turn yes. into a different personality. It's yes. just amazing what the call of God does to people's lives. That's amazing. Absolutely. That is so Absolutely. good. Let's talk a little bit about uh, also, I, I mean, and if you've got more to say about the family, because this is amazing uh, to think that y'all went from, you know, a, basically you married a man that was in a broken state because, you know, divorce is, it never leaves, it always leaves a, a terrible, a terrible disaster behind. I mean, I've never seen whether in anybody's life, there's always so much cleanup that God has to do, you know, but you married a man in a broken state and y'all kept serving God. Y'all love God, love each other. God restored your children, gave you two more children. And I love the story about, I love the fact that Jesus allowed your husband and you loved your husband enough to say, Lord, let my husband experience the things that he lost. What an amazing, what an amazing woman you are that you're not only willing to take his kids and now they're your own, but you're willing to start over and have another family and incorporate that in your family. So it's, it's beautiful. Well, you know, I just, I got saved when I was 17 years old. And from that moment, my heart has always been overwhelmed that Jesus would give his life, that he would love me, but also the commitment just to serve him. And my heart has always been to be a wife and a mom. And my husband is such a gift to my life. I, my kids the other night, we were sitting around and and just talking about, because my husband's just such a hard worker, and my kid said, I think dad's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I don't know about perfect, <laughs> but he's as close as I know. And so, you know, just to watch the hand of God has always been so strong on my husband's life, and for the Lord to um, allow me to be a part of the restoring of his life, but it has not been a pretty picture. No. Um, you know, when not only did when we got married, we were raising three children together, but we also, we were in such tremendous financial debt. When um, he took on his children, he also just kind of absorbed all the marital debt. And so he owed $100,000 in unsecured. That's not mortgage car payments. That's $100,000 in unsecured debt. And I honestly, I had never been married, Callie. I, 
I came into this having worked since the time I was 15 years old. I always had money. I never had debt. I paid off all debt. You know, I just, and so here I am now. I've accepted um, this and now, so I owe a hundred thousand dollars. Right. You know, and so that was such a strain and such a burden. Um, But we just began to trust the Lord. I can remember being in prayer one morning and Actually, um, I'll tell you a, a quick story. Someone owed me money. They owed me about $876. Um, notice that I knew the exact amount. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> that, that, that. That tickles me. That, you, and that was like 25 years ago, and I, I still remember. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was frustrated because we were struggling to feed our children. We... I was a stay-at-home mom. That was one of the things that we both really wanted me to be present in the home. And Dusty was just trying to make things work and out working. And so I was in prayer and I was just, I I was helping the Lord know what he should do. And I told him, I said, Lord, he (laughs) owes me this money. I need you to just do something and intervene and make him pay me back. And and so the Lord said, until you release him, I can't release you. Wow. So I took my hand and I just reached up in the air and I opened it and I said, okay, he doesn't owe me anymore, but Jesus, I'm trusting you to help me pay this debt off. This is actually a debt that I owed as a result. And so a couple of days later, I'd gone to the grocery store and I came home and I opened my mailbox and there was a white envelope in it. And I took that envelope out. It was very thick and I opened it up and Callie, I began to weep because it was full (laughs) of cash. Wow. It was, I, I sat in my driveway and I counted the cash and it was $875 wow. with a note that just simply said, God bless you. To this day, I have no idea where that money came from, but that paid that debt. But it started me on a journey that I always knew that finances would never be something that the Lord would not intervene. Wow. Wow. And so we just trusted the Lord and and actually, the Lord helped us. We ended up paying off um, that $100,000. My husband got a job, just received such great favor. It was um, He was actually working in the corporate world at that time. And as soon as that debt was paid, Callie, the Lord spoke and said, now is the time to return to full-time ministry. Then he took a pastor's job. We were out of um, that financial burden. And yet, you know those times in life where, you have enough, but you definitely don't have excess. Right. And right. so that's where we were. Um, and so, but I just began in 2002, the Lord began to start a revelation in me about first fruits. Now, I know probably most of your listeners may be familiar with that principle and have been practicing it, but that was a new thing. I'd been raised in church, but I didn't really understand a first fruit offering. Well, now we're pastoring full time by this point. Um, our church was actually in debt itself, and we really believed that we um, wanted to see our church debt-free. So in 2002, Dusty and I practiced first fruits, and the way we did it is we just um, committed our first week's paycheck, our gross paycheck, first week of the year, to the Lord as a first fruit offering. And we said, Lord, we're going to trust you um, for the rest of this right, year, right? just like the scripture says, you know, you, you can trust him, you, you tithe, you give your offerings, and then he blesses the rest. Yeah, that's exactly right. 
So this is 2002. We gave an offering of our first fruit, but I also just began to believe the Lord for some things. I wrote, I wrote a list of things I was believing the Lord for. That included paying off our mortgage. Um, I just think if you're going to believe, you can believe big, right? Right, right. Big God can do big things. And so I wanted to be completely debt-free personally as well. So throughout the year, everything we believed for, the Lord began to perform. So the end of the year comes, and um, the only thing that was not checked off of our list was paying off our mortgage. We had about $138,000 on our mortgage at the time. And um, June, I mean, January the 4th, 2003, so almost a year later. Now, by this point, we're teaching our church about first fruits, and we're going to take a first fruit offering in January of 2003 with the belief that we will pay off our church's debt. Well, we had about 80 members, Callie. So <laughs> this was a big stretch at the time. Um, $156,000 is what the church owed. And so that was going to be a, a big belief for the church. And But anyway, I get a call on January the 4th, um, and here's what happened. I was told I need you to come by my office and pick up a check. Now, remember, we owed $138,000 on our mortgage. There was a check waiting for me. It was a circumstance that we just don't even have time to go through. But one of those checks that um, was a result of I had a, a severe car wreck. And so anyway, this was the insurance check. And so uh, they said, come by and pick up this check. Callie, that check was $135,000. Way beyond what we ever anticipated. It was true favor that God showed us. And as soon as we picked up the check, the spirit of God said, what's in your hand is not your harvest. It's your seed oh, and it Lord. is not yours. Oh my Lord. So Dusty and I began to pray and the spirit of God told us that we were to plant $100,000 as a first fruit offering. Now at that time in our life, Callie, that was, we had no savings. We had no retirement. But that was our future in our hands is how we felt, but the Lord had a different plan. And so we gave everything we had in faith that when you know that the Lord has spoken to you, you can trust him. And so we did. We sowed that, the church gave, and we burned the mortgage of that church. That church was debt free. Wow. Wow. Callie, that was That's 2003. What an amazing, what an amazing step of faith. And the Lord, from that moment forward, I'm telling you, has poured out blessings to where not only have we never wanted, but in 2013, I was getting dressed one morning and the Spirit of God said, now is the time of the harvest. And the Lord began to open up the windows of heaven to where our income has quadrupled in two years to where we have excess for the first time in our lives, that we're able to see a need and meet it, to where we're able to hear that a missionary in Africa has been walking and we can make a phone call and say, we just deposited money into your account that you can go buy a car. <laughs> that we have over the last two years, Callie, and I, again, this is glory to God yeah, I get to it. show that when you trust him, he can trust you too. Yes, yes, and... And so he poured finances into our lives. We've been helping a pastor in Kenya build a home for the last two years. 
And what we found out is now the Lord has called our daughter to Kenya to partner with this pastor. So the very house we thought we were building for our pastor, my my own daughter will live, will live in. in that what home. A, what an amazing... <laughs> You know what? You build a room. It, it, it reminds me of, the, of uh. the. It reminds me of the story in the Bible, where the where the lady who the, the Shunammite woman the who Shunammite built woman. who built the room for the prophet, but she didn't realize she's building a room for her own son to be raised from the dead. Yeah. When we do something for the Lord, it always ends up being a place of resurrection for something that is dead in our lives. Mm. It's that, my favorite story in the Bible. That is one of my favorites, too, and it's one of my very favorites, and that's just so amazing. Y'all, when it, you, you built a house in, in Africa that now your baby is going to lay in. Yes. And yes. to think about, I, okay, let me ask you this. Okay, I'm just going to be real because we got a lot of listeners here and there. You got the $135,000 in your hand. <laughs> That's probably the biggest amount of money you've ever held at your hand at one time. And the Holy Spirit says to you, this is your offering. So how did, how did you, did you go home and tell hubby? God speak to hubby. Tell me what happened like in that situation. Okay. So here's how it actually happened. We pick up the check and we get in the car and I looked at Dusty and I said, this is not our money. And Dusty looked at me and said, don't talk to me about it right now. Let's pray. (laughs) (laughs) And so we, here's what we did. We, we literally did not have any discussion. We, we went separately and we began to inquire of the Lord. And um, one morning I was actually in prayer and that's when I actually just heard in my spirit, what's in your hand is not your harvest. It's your seed. Because honestly, I thought it was my harvest. We had planted and I thought this was the harvest. This was you know, our, our foundation. This was our future. This is something we could put our kids in college. This is something we could begin to build retirement. And so when I heard this is not your harvest, it's your seed. I just began to weep because I know what you do with seed. You don't eat it. No, no. you sow it. No. Um, and so I called Dusty and I said, um, here's what just happened. And he said, you don't even have to tell me the Lord has already spoken to me and we will sow that seed. Isn't that, and, isn't that amazing? And so we, that, that's why we were able, because we, we knew that the Lord spoke, we were in unity, but the Lord also took me um, to Second um, Corinthians chapter 9. And that scripture, I love it in the Message Bible just because it, it says, remember, a stingy planter gets a stingy crop, a wow. lavish planter gets a lavish crop. But the reason I love that scripture, it says, God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything and more than just ready to do what needs to be done. Wow. And then he goes on just to talk about that you can be generous in every way. And my heart is to have income to be generous, but I want to be generous in every way. Right. It's a, it, you want to be generous with your whole life. Yes. You know, with your love, yes. with your compassion, with your forgiveness, with your instruction, yes. with your helping hands, with your money. You yes. know, it, it's, it's when Jesus gets in us, and he totally transforms us and he loves us because he loves us in such an amazing, generous way. 
then we begin to want to be generous and give him the same kind of love back. I want to take a quick break if I can, and let's, um, I, want to, I want to play this song by Sarah McMillan called King of My Heart. Uh, and then we're going to come back with Miss Ann, and we're going to talk about uh, her health restoration and her daughter's healing because God has not only done um, a restoration in her family and done a restoration in their finances where they are literally, they've always walked in a priestly anointing. Now they're walking in a kingly and a priestly anointing with finances to bless the kingdom of God. But we'll come right back. Enjoy this song by Sarah McMillan. Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from. Oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide, the ransom for my life. Oh,
Thank you, Jesus. You are the king of my heart. You are the king of our heart. I'm so excited about interviewing my friend, uh, amazing uh, fellow handmaiden of the Lord, mighty woman of the Lord, Ann Hammock. And she's been talking about the restoration of all things and how God has literally restored every part of her life from her family, hers and Dusty's family, their financial uh, situation. Now they're walking in major abundance. They're, they're they're providing finances for ministry and for people across this, the nation and the world. And now we're going to talk about Anne's health restoration, which is a huge part of this story, her weight loss and her daughter's healing. Miss Anne. Well, Kyle, you know, like we have been talking about, just to see the hand of God at work in your life. And, you know, I feel so grateful for the restoration um, and the financial and the family that, it's just been amazing. But then I walked through a journey that I thought I would never walk through. And that was a, a need for a health restoration. Um, just to give you some background of our family. So my great grandmothers saw both of my great grandmothers saw Bailey born. I mean, people in my family live to be over a hundred years old. We just, we don't do sick. We just don't have health issues. I can't hardly remember going to the doctor, but in 2005, I began a war with my health, and this went on for about nine months. I was just suffering um, emotionally, just, and, and you know, I'm, I'm that kind of person, Callie, I'll go to the doctor, but here's what I want to know. Is something physically wrong with me? I'm going to pray about it, um, but if it, there's nothing physically wrong with me, and this is something spiritual or emotional, I'm going to the war room. I'm right. going to my prayer closet, right. and um. So I, I ward was having some panic attacks and just some things. Well, um, not to go into too much detail, but I already share with you, Dusty suffered through a divorce and his ex-wife had a lot of men, uh, mental issues, health issues. And so the enemy began to tell me that he was going to destroy me and he was going to um, use me to hurt Dusty. 
and that I was going to lose my mind. And I mean, it was just torment for about nine months. Well, fast forward, and I was then diagnosed with thyroid disease. And um, so after I took care of that, that tempered all the emotional, all the the things that were going on. Um, but what it didn't stop was the weight gain. And over the course of 60 days, I gained 30 pounds. In the wow. course of just a couple of years, I'd gained over 100 pounds to where what started as a battle actually became almost like a grave for me. I, I can only describe that my health and my weight at that point, I was 250 pounds. I was in a size 20. I cried myself to sleep at night because I hurt from head to toe. I had the fate to be healed, but I don't know. I just, I searched for answers. I went to weight loss clinics. I did diets. I, I begged Jesus to heal me, um, but I walked a very dark road for a season. And then in 2011, uh, a friend of mine introduced me to a health and wellness company called Advocare. And um, I started on some nutritional supplements and that began a journey that I ended up losing 125 pounds. Amazing. Not, uh, I went from a size 20. It, it cracks me up because my goal, I always said that my skinny was an eight. Right. <laughs> and thought if I was ever an eight again, um, ended up my body just got healthy. Um, everything physically just came in line. And I began to learn that food wasn't my enemy. I began how to I learned how to eat healthy so that here I am almost five years later. I've not gained my weight back. I feel amazing. And so, you know, it, yes, it was a vehicle um, that the Lord gave me called AdvoCare. But here's what during this journey, Callie, here's what the Lord has shown me. He allowed me to walk unchartered paths so that I would actually be creating a map for somebody else. Wow. So that true. I would look look behind and see other people experiencing freedom because he was uh, willing to allow me. Now I don't th don't anybody misunderstand me. I don't think God made me sick. Um but he let me experience something that I was healed from, but now I'm able to share and to see hundreds and hundreds cuz that's what I do now. Um, I, we're ministers, but we also coach people with their health and their wellness. And I've seen hundreds and hundreds and thousands of uh, men and women be able to regain their health as a result. So such a such a blessing. That is such amazing. That's such an and you're a walking walking testimony. When you sent me the picture of your before and after. And, mm -hmm. and and on the on the blog today we 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 sh we we will have that picture as well. I think that needs to be kind of included in that. But um, when you sent me the picture, I was blown away. Mm. I mean, you're mm. beautiful. It doesn't matter how much you weigh. You're you're, you're a beautiful lady. But it, it's like there's it's a completely different person. Yes, yes. And actually, I you know I just feel like the. Um, I am actually who God designed me to be. I always knew on the inside, I knew who I was, what I was, but there's something, I just truly believe that we are three parts. We're body, soul, and spirit. And the body does affect 
our soul and our spirit. And when you don't feel good and you hurt, I mean, it just get it can get in you. And so, you know, having the um, ability to feel good, to feel strong is such a gift. Um, but what it also did was it opened up my eyes to valuing both nutrition to valuing it, it sounds crazy, Callie, because I, I mean, I know that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Well, we house the presence of God, but I don't think I truly ever valued taking care of that physical body. And so, and I can totally, I can totally relate to that. I, I, I wish I d- couldn't relate to that, but I, you know, I think a lot of it was probably the generational things that I dealt with. But, you know, I never drank and never, you know, smoked or because I came out of alcoholics, you know, and got saved really young. And so and even the years I didn't really serve God like I should, I just didn't want to mess with that. But I never valued until the last few years I've really been fighting for that, how important it is to take care of the temple of the Lord. I mean, we're temples of the Lord. The Lord lives inside of us and we're going to be held responsible for how we take care of our temple. Right, right. And so that just began us on a journey to, you know, to really value body, soul, and spirit. And then, um, like I said, we just have not had a family where we've had to deal with a lot of sickness, um, but over just the course of the last two months. So my daughter, like I mentioned earlier, a full-time missionary, and she was actually in Guatemala. She's in language school there learning Spanish. It's the next phase of her ministry. And I I got a phone call from her at the beginning of May and she's there and, and working out and strong and going to school. And, and one day she just mentioned, she said, I I don't, don't really feel great. And she said, I, I'm not as strong in the gym as I have been. And so, you know, we talked about doing some adjustment to her diet and things like that. Well, a week later, she's now in the bed Um, she is suffering physically. And so, you know, here she is in another country and obviously mom wants to bring her home, (laughs) but she's also a missionary. She has a call of God on her life. So I know that there are going to be seasons that mama just can't jump on a plane or bring her home. And so the Lord began to build up our faith in that area of our lives. And Anyway, so she just kind of warred with that on her own till the point where it ended up where she just absolutely could not get out of bed. It was affecting her heart. And um, when she called me at 1030 at night and said, hey, I'm on my way to the ER in Guatemala. Right. (laughs) And uh, I'm going to make sure I'm not having a heart attack. I was like, okay. So mama was done at that point. But Callie, when you mentioned the Shunammite woman, that the reason that's so fresh for me is because this mama went Shunammite. I was like, <laughs> I was I like oh, no, 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 no. That was my promise. And so I'm going and we're going to get her and I'm going to go get the man. I'm going to bring yes. Jesus to this house yes. and we're going to get healing. And uh, so I was on a, on, a, on the phone, I booked a plane ticket at 11.30 that night, and at 11 o'clock in the morning, I landed in Guatemala. Well, I get and it. I brought my baby girl thing. home. Yeah, brought her home because I just, at that point, the Holy Spirit released us to do that. Yes. And um, brought her home, and so we went through about a week of her not being able to get out of bed till Callie, you and I were actually together. Yes. In Orlando, and... um 
you know, we were believing for her. And I truly just believe that when I got home, and the whole time I was in Orlando with you, I thought, when I get home, she will be well. Wow. And when I got home, Callie, I had never seen her sicker. She couldn't lift her head up. She didn't eat to the point where I am on the phone. Now, you know, I, I want to say I'm, I'm always a woman of faith, but at that moment. You were scared. I, I was, I, I was fearful for yeah, her life. Sure. And I, I'm in tears with the doctors and the nurses and they're like, okay, we're just going to admit her. And, um, so that was at about five thirty one evening and, uh, I went to bed. Well, right before I went to bed, I walked into her room and the Holy Spirit said, pray for Bailey. And I thought, Holy Spirit, that's all I've been doing. You know, <laughs> I've been praying for, what do you mean? Pray for her, lay your hands on her and pray for her. I laid my hands on her and I said this, I said, Jesus, I feel like I've prayed this prayer a million times, but I need you to heal my daughter and we need answers. And I walked out of her room and I went to bed and I told Dusty, I said, I have, I have an unrest about taking her to the hospital. I don't know what to do. I don't want her to lay here and suffer, but I, I don't know. I have an unrest about taking her to the hospital. And he and I said this, and I was almost kidding, but I said, I need a sign. Like, I need a sign. What am I supposed to do? And Dusty said, what do you want your sign to be? I said, I want her to wake up without a headache. I got up the next morning, and the Spirit led me, spoke to me, um, for me to study about myrrh. And I thought, study myrrh? And Callie, I grabbed my computer, and I Googled myrrh, benefits of myrrh. And an article popped up, and it said myrrh is an antiparasitic. Wow. Wow. It, it led me on a journey that gave me some solutions to our problem. In that one moment, I felt the spirit just so strong <laughs> in that moment. I began to weep. Now, I, I'm going to just be transparent. I began to shake under the power of God. Yes. And I walked upstairs with my computer and I pointed to the article and I looked at my husband and I said, this is our solution. I walked into my daughter's room. Wow. She's had a headache every day for almost five weeks. And I walk into her room. She's awake. And I looked at her and I said, well, how are you? And she said, I'm scared to move because I don't have a headache. Wow. And that was my sign. And 24 hours later, my daughter was out of the bed. Her eyes were white. And from that day forward, she's only done, all she's done is regain her strength and has experienced an incredible miracle from the hand of God. Isn't, it is such a blessing. Isn't that amazing? Holy Spirit spoke to you to study myrrh. Study myrrh. And so you begin to diffuse myrrh, put it on her feet, everything. And now in 24 hours, she had been, been, she had been sick for weeks. Weeks. Five weeks. Unbelievable. And, and so we, it, what that did, it led me to, uh, you know, some an anti-parasitic diet, just a clean diet. But putting myrrh on her hands and on her feet. I was massaging her with frankincense and myrrh and anointing oil, diffusing it. Um, and just it be, it opened up that one thing led me on a journey that was the solution for her healing. That is, thank Praise you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. You know, yes. we say it sometimes at church. Somebody's preached it, and we say it over. Jesus, Holy Spirit is a genius. Yes, <laughs> Holy Spirit is a genius. And when we will just, you know, we life will throw us curveballs. I mean, it, you, you know, we yeah. live in a fallen world. So, you know, but, but there's not a curveball 
that the enemy can throw at us, that Holy Spirit does not have an answer, a solution, a, a, a word that can change the whole course of where we're headed. And that enemy meant to take Bailey out or stop her or hurt her or even just slow her down. But you follow the Holy Spirit, you brought her home, you listened to the Holy Spirit, you just didn't run and just do what the natural man would be inclined to do. And you know what? Sometimes we do the right thing crying and fearful. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the, yes. it's okay. We're human. We're, we still have to deal with our emotions. But to think that one word from God changed one the word. course of Bailey's health and proved to you and Dusty once again that we can trust Jesus with our lives. Mm-hmm. And yes. we can trust Jesus with our pain. We can trust Jesus with our sickness because he's got a solution. We can trust Jesus with even our successes and our and, and all the good things that happen in our life. What a testimony this has been and what a blessing. I want to take some time right now and I want to pray for everyone that is listening and that God would begin to restore every part of their lives. Will you lead us in prayer? Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that we can trust you. I thank you for solutions. I thank you for Jesus, the ultimate solution. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are wisdom in our lives, that you are knowledge, that you are, just like Pastor Callie said, you are a genius. And so we bless you. We praise you. Oh, I just am so grateful, Father for your love and your mercy and your restoration. Yes. Thank you for your restoration, Jesus, that you you intervene in our lives, that you didn't promise us a world of no trouble. In fact, you said we would have trouble, right. but that we could take heart Yes. for we have overcome the world. And so I just thank you for every person listening today, for those areas in their lives where they may have trouble. I bless you in advance. Yes. I thank you, Jesus, for intervening in their family. Yes. I'm, I just thank you that yes. their wayward children are coming home. Yes. I thank you that you are restoring marriages, yes. that you are putting families back together. I thank you, Lord, that you can put a coin in a fish's mouth. Lord, yes. I thank you that you can restore finances. I pray that you would open up the windows of heaven yes, over Lord. those who are faithful. And I pray for those yes. who are struggling to be faithful, that you would stir in their hearts yes. to trust you, yes. to open up their hands and release to you so yes. that you can release to them. And Lord, I thank you for health. I thank you for healing. I thank you, Jesus, for suffering on our behalf. I thank you that you took stripes so that we could be healed. And so for those who are sick today, I speak healing. Yes. I speak healing in your life physically. Yes. I speak to that person who is struggling in their mind. Yes that you would be healed for even someone who has something going on in their brain, that you would be healed in the name of Jesus. I pray for broken hearts that you would be healed. And I pray for physical hearts, those who are suffering with high blood pressure, with heart palpitations. I pray Lord right now that the spirit of God would fall on them and that you would heal them. And for all of this, Jesus, we bless your name and we thank you that you came to give us life and you came to give it more abundantly. Bless your holy name. Yes, Lord. We just thank you. I thank you for Anne and her testimony. I thank you, God, for the spirit of God that's flowed 
in this conversation today, in this broadcast today, for I felt such faith emanate from Anne. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in her children and in her and Dusty's life and in everything that they're doing. I pray for Bailey today. I thank you, God, that you're going to use Bailey in such an amazing way. God, that you have such huge kingdom plans for her and uh, and for everything concerning Dusty and Ann's children. I pray for their son today. I thank you for supernatural blessing over him, and I thank you, Lord, for the ministry that he's going to be doing in the next few days, that, God, that you just anoint him and use him for your glory. I thank you, Lord, for the listeners that are listening today. I thank you, Lord, for complete restoration. I ask you, Lord, to forgive to forgive us of the times we didn't trust you or the times that we leaned to our own understanding or the arm of flesh, the times I've leaned on my own understanding or the arm of flesh. I thank you, Lord, that you're renewing within us I desire today to totally trust you with every part of our life and surrender to you everything in our life because you are the God of restoration. And you know what, God? You don't just bring us back to our original stance, but you make us better Mm. than new. You make us more valuable than what we were even in our even in what we considered our wholeness by the time you get through with us we are more valuable than what we were before and i just thank you lord that that healing and restoration is flowing through these airways today i declare it and decree it i declare that every mind that is troubled or confused is not troubled. You're giving sound minds today. I declare that every physical body that is tormented with any disease or even, you know, um, overweight, anything that has become a entrapment of the enemy, I declare that you're that you're taking scales off of the eyes of your people and you're allowing us to see clearly. I declare that the families are intact. I declare that marriages are intact. I declare that salvation is coming to the, to the houses of your people, that not one of our family members will not be saved and filled with the Holy Spirit operating in the goodness of the Lord. I declare it and decree it in Jesus' name. I want to take the time to go on and play this beautiful song in the closing of this broadcast. I also want to encourage you to uh, go read uh, Miss Ann's blog at warrior-chicks.com. Keep up with what we're doing. Have a wonderful day and enjoy this beautiful song by Mandisa called Overcomer. Thank you, Ann. You've been a blessing.
For the past hour, you've been listening to The Warrior's Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.